Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, August Fulcher Arash to the Eurovision podcast. You are most welcome back. Connor and I are here. Hi, Connor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm excited. It's very, very hard to believe, isn't it, Connor, that this is the last episode of our Quickfire Rating series? Yeah, it, it's it, it's flown in, but it's also taken a long time as well, I think. Just yeah. you know, each day. It's quite like... different to anything we've sort of done before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of organisation involved and I loved the social media aspect. Like, I really loved getting the scores from the Eurovision listeners. And as time went on, more and more of them commenting. Yeah. I really loved that interaction. So thank you guys for joining in on that. Uh, it just made the whole thing more fun. It'd be no fun if it was just Connor and I scoring no. everything. Like, no, we're two of no. how many Irish fans out there? So many. Mm-hmm. Hundreds, thousands. <laughs> so uh, thank you all very, very much for... Joining in, um, let's let's be honest for a minute. This is kind of funny. Connor and I tried to record this a few nights ago. <laughs> oh, um, it, was it was a, a bit of a disaster, yeah. wasn't it, Connor? You Connor fell asleep and I mid sentence. Connor and I need more sleep. Yeah, we really do. Like um, you was talking passionately about Sweden. Sweden. I fell asleep. Fell asleep. Woke up. <laughs> gave out to me and said, "Why are you staring at me?" And I said, "You were talking about Finland," and you were like. Why was I talking about Finland? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just it was downhill. Yeah, so, so we had <laughs> we had to just find time in the week. We just about find time in the week to yeah. get this last episode out. We had to do it. We had to make sure um, everything's creeping up. You know, we're heading off in four days, th- three days. At the time of this release, in two days. So it's really, really soon. Oh god! And uh, not to, not to get overwhelmed by it, but it's very exciting. So of course. Yeah. Let's get stuck in anyway. We have Sweden, Switzerland, Ukraine and the United Kingdom. It's kind of cool that we have those two countries at the very yeah. end, right? Because like host city and last Where, year's winning yeah. country. So let's get started with the queen herself, Queen Laureen with Tatiana. Oh, what can I say about tattoo in Sweden? Um, You know, it's clear that Sweden have been on our trail for the last few years, trying to get that seventh win. 
And to be honest, I think they have it in the bag this year, potentially. Um, we've seen some rehearsals so far, and things are starting to change a bit. But, you know, at the time of recording, we're talking about just the songs, purity. And I think just with the songs, you can say that Lorene is the fave. Um, you know, the bookies have her as like a 40% winner, something like that. It's crazy. But I think that this will be nowhere, like no chance being outside the top three, two, even yeah. in... in in a few weeks time um, the song is so Lorraine so you know it's such a performance it's such a masterpiece it's like an artistic form of something you know it's it's everything is so thought through in terms of the costume the stage design the symbolism the, the, the from the nails and everything the long hair every single thing means something it's not just put on because it looks cool um, and that's you know a figurehead of what Lorene is, you know, she's she's an artist at the end of the day. Um I, I love this. I think this is my winner this year. It kind of changes from time to time, but I think it is is it is a winner for me this year. And yeah, I, I, I love this. I love this. It's one of my most streamed songs recently. Turned it off a bit lately because you know, overplayed and everything like that. But I yeah, I love this. I really, really like it. We saw it at Melody Festival Alan as well. Two, two times can't wait to see it again over the course of the week in, in Liverpool and yeah watch this we could be heading to Stockholm next year oh I love Stockholm <laughs> so much like it's uh, since Covid I've been going once or twice a year at least um, and Mel has me hoping there obviously helps so uh, <laughs> I I am all for another Eurovision yeah. in Sweden in Stockholm Malmo I don't mind Gothenburg now I think Gothenburg actually can't Something to do with the arena and an issue. But um, also, on the note of Sweden nip at our heels, the seven wins, like, you know, I think a lot of us are in agreement to just give it to them. Oh, yeah. They're what are we hanging it. on to it for in this decade, in this century? Like, mm-hmm. seriously, now, you know, whatever about the 90s, but it's 30 years on from the 90s and times have changed. We're not showing up at Eurovision no. in the way Sweden have been continuously. So... I welcome a seventh win for Sweden, totally. And yeah, Connor, you mentioned there that we obviously saw the Semeli Festival in this year twice because we saw her original performance and we saw her winner's surprise. And we, I think at the time we were both just in awe, like in our little group we were with, it was like, we are seeing Laureen. Like it was like a spiritual experience. Like yeah. I'll never forget in the winner's surprise, you know, when it goes into that bridge where it's the violins and she's, doing the heavy breathing yeah. and I remember we were watching it and she was going the panting she was going ah, ah, I love you yeah. I love you and we were all shouting back we love you <laughs> and it was like a cult like it was it really was in the best possible way though yeah. Um, the church of Laureen <laughs> I bow down Um, it's really weird I I, I think I, I was trying to talk about this the other night and I fell asleep <laughs> So okay. I'm going to, I'm, I'm hoping this will be more articulate and you'll know what I'm trying to say here now, Connor. I'm going to do my best. So in 2012, when she was with Euphoria, yeah, I was more of like a, lo- what we call a local fan, mm-hmm. like not like a hardcore obsessed weirdo fan like I am now. Speaking for myself, nobody <laughs> else. Um, <laughs> so back then I really liked Eurovision and I would tune in every year, but like, you know, I suppose there wasn't as much of a pre-contest buildup as there is now, but even for what was there, I didn't follow it. It was mm-hmm. like maybe the week or two before I'd listened to the songs. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. And I loved Euphoria. Euphoria was my winner. And I still love Euphoria and I still think it's fantastic. But I would think now it's not my 2012 winner. 
like in like at the time it was but in hindsight now it's not and I don't know is that like a bit of an anti-winners bias or like mm-hmm. as you become a uh, more invested fan you get to know all the songs and all the stories and you become more invested in underdogs and people who are underrated and stuff there could be an element of that so I sort of feel like if I were still more a local fan this would probably be my winner like in my top two or three but because I'm like a self-proclaimed weirdo obsessed (laughs) hardcore fan who like lives and breeds this stuff like so many moments throughout my day um this actually it isn't always in my top 10. Okay. It's like been creeping between my 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Even though I think this is amazing, it deserves to win. It's fantastic. I totally see why people will vote for her juries and tell about, like, I think she would deserve to win as well. But I just, this year, have so many songs that I just have an edge for me for just various reasons. Okay. Um, But I can still completely... And I'm finding the same with Finland, actually. So maybe... Do you know what? Maybe I should rec- recognise... Maybe I have a bit of an anti-winner's bias. I don't know. Um, But, yeah. I think that was why I brought up Finland the other day and then promptly fell asleep. Makes sense but, there. Um, yeah. Do you know what <laughs> I'm trying... Clicks. Does that make yeah, sense no, no, what it I'm does, saying? Yeah, no, no, it does, it does, it does. Um, it nearly, like... As you become more invested, you become more seasoned to everything. Yeah. And, you know, you appreciate everything for something, in a sense. Whereas a local, you're sitting there watching Instant Impact. You're like, okay, Lorene Town. You know, there's a a localness of, like, oh, it's in a different language. I'm not going to like that. Mm -hmm. I switch off completely. Whereas, like, more seasoned Eurovision fan will sit down and analyse analyse. Oh, my God, that's a hard word to say analyze like the lyrics of the song yeah really get into the deep meaning of it so that makes makes sense to me yeah okay that's good i wasn't sure if i was like talking rubbish um i think because you know there's entry save for example right Malta's in my top 10 mm-hmm. i think it's my like seven dates lower end but it, it it is in the top 10 and then i think there's a bit of bias in me that feels like they're underdogs so i want to bump them up but then, like, if I were a lo- more a local fan i probably would be like oh no Lorraine's better than that yeah and, like yeah. objectively I think it is. Mm-hmm. But the way I've done my ranking isn't necessary. Like, I'm such a, like, sentimental vibes type person. So it's like Malta just gets bumped up because they're underdogs and I want them to do well. Yeah. Even though I can look at the two songs beside each other and say, like, no, I think Lorraine's entry is better. Yeah, yeah. And would be more deserving to win, way more deserving to win. But, yeah, it's a weird one. Belgium. I love Belgium so much. And I love his story. And I love kind of the journey he's been on. So he's ahead of Lorraine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a funny one. One other quick thing I want to say, because I've been talking for a long time, um, and I know we're not going to get too much into rehearsal pictures and stuff, because it's kind of hard now we're at this tail end where we're starting to get rehearsal pictures and it doesn't feel fair on the earlier entries that we're not mentioning them. Yeah. But I, I don't know what listeners and Eurovision fans out there think, but the reaction to Lorene's staging yesterday and the box being smaller, <laughs> I just was like oh my God, we all need to go outside and touch some more trees and flowers and plants and grass. Like people laughing at it being smaller and having wheels and like the shots of it. I was just like, nobody cares. Yeah. Like none of the local viewers have any idea that maybe her Melfest box was bigger. What? What are, you, what, what, are, what are we on about here? Like, yeah. just when you're getting to the nitty gritty of the size of the box and it not being as epic as the Stockholm one, come on, lads. Like, come on. You know, like, she doesn't care about them all. All she wants <laughs> is to be loved. And all she cares about... Is not your opinion. Is you. And 
Europe is going to vote for Tattoo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was funny yesterday. I was like, this is like chronic Eurovision fans online too much, analysing every but single that's it. aspect. But as well, it's like the 10 photos we get, the 30 second TikTok. It's like you're trying to examine yeah. so much out of so little. It's yeah. like camera angles will make that look huge. Like, this is not, for telly. I didn't even notice the like, size It's for telly. Like. Mm, like, it, uh, she still sounds amazing. She looks amazing. It's staging we've never seen but she before. She could wear a fucking bin bag and look yeah. amazing. Do you mean like the box is nothing? Like, of course, it's such a huge component of her performance in terms yeah. of like the visual representation of it. But at the end of the day, the song itself, she could literally stand still and she'd captivate you. Yeah. In her eyes, her hand movements herself. You know, there's so much more than a, you know, shitty little box at the side of the stage, you know. Forgot and it's sake. not even little. She's, she's standing on and what's it called sorry um, uh, Declan in the OG chat calling it George Foreman Grill just took me out like so <laughs> so funny Connor, have you found with like your more local your non Eurovision obsessed friends and like family and whatever the little buzz that there definitely is definitely in Ireland I'm feeling around Loreen like a lot of people who know I love Eurovision saying to me oh Louise I saw Loreen's back and her song is deadly and there's like there's a nice bit of positivity around that. Like, I feel like she's a very good representative for the contest because people like her and she's cool and she's not like, yeah, she's not like um, a cringy, we'll say, rep at the contest. Yeah. She's kind of a good mainstream one who everybody seems to like. Do you find that? I do. Um, there is an interest in Doreen being back, but also on the flip flop, flip flop. Also on the flip side, I have noticed that a lot of my friends who, I you know, they ask me a Doreen song, I send on to them. They're like. Oh, that's good, but it's not better than Euphoria. They haven't seen the staging yet, though. That's but still, the thing, I think I the think. song itself, people will be like, oh. Like Do you this. prefer Euphoria to Tattoo? Um, see, I feel like Euphoria is such a it's such staple of its time. Yeah. Whereas Tattoo is, in a sense, staple of its time now. You know, it's, yeah. it's 11 years difference. Yeah. It's 11 years difference. So, like, I don't know. I think I prefer Euphoria for 2012. I prefer t- prefer Tattoo for 2022. That's a very... Uh, that's a very... Yeah, that's yeah. a real politician answer. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. They're very different. I prefer Euphoria. Yeah. Okay. But I think, like, I love Tattoo, but I do prefer Euphoria, personally. I don't know. I, I feel like they're pretty level. I think, like, Euphoria's just got more of the mainstream EDM edge. That I agree, it was definitely of its time. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember... That time, I was having a great time in life. And it was all like Avicii, Calvin Harris. Like yeah. that, that was the big, like, uh, Wake Me Up Avicii was like the biggest song the year after that and stuff. So Swedish, Scandi, EDM was huge. Um, Tattoo does feel more like an artistic piece. And it does feel like there's more of Laureen woven throughout it. True. And I think I mentioned this when we first talked about Sweden. I think it was William on Wee Wee described tattoo as like the marriage between statements that never came to Eurovision and euphoria, euphoria yeah. that it's kind of got that mainstream edge but it's also got the artistic edge do you prefer statements over this uh that's a good question i do think statements was amazing i love i think i prefer the staging of statements as a song no i think i prefer tattoo as a song okay i think i prefer the staging and the visuals of statements, but I think as a song, I do prefer Tattoo. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think song-wise, I prefer Tattoo. Staging, I love statement staging. Like, so we agree on that then? Yeah, Fair. so good. Fair. Yeah. Okay, well, we've talked for long enough. Yeah, we had to, I think, with Sweden. Very, ah, yeah, we, we had, had to, to give that some time. I'm very curious, like, what the listeners are going to say here. Yeah. 
so let's get into it. Dar ate, Dylan ate, as Kitty series said the best, Tom my only 10 of the year. M. Darty question now, is Stockholm on Got- or Gothenburg next year 10? Uh, Ellen says, LBH, she could just stand there and she'd qualify 9.5 <laughs> out of 10. Sophie Lennon, pal of the pod, Aww. gave it a 10. <laughs> Go on, Sophie. Uh, Grat O'Teal, 7. Connor Sheehan, 9. Mark Strong, 8. Luke, on Spotify, to 7. Ballerine elevates it to a 10 live. Fair. Justy Dub, 5. Owen, 8. Adam, 10. Aoife, 8. Uh, the original deck, 9 out of 10. Sweden next year. Daniel Dunnigan, 8. Amazing, but not perfect. Think the jury will be too split amongst France, Spain, Italy, oh. 4 to win. Interesting. Louise Byrne, 8. Scott Daney, all hail Queen Lorene, 10. Uh, Kieran 10. Nathan Gasly, 7. Lyrically, this brings my mark down. Lisa, 9. She's going to win it, isn't she? Sarah, 9. Adam, 8. Louise, 8. My Instagary, 9. Declan, 7. Adam, 10. 9.5. 9. Is 11 allowed? Asked Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, 9.5. 8. 9. 9. 10. 8.5. 7.5. 7. 6.5 from P. Minch. The staging concept is cool, but not for me. The song is nothing special. Interesting. I- 10 out of 10, 10, 8, 8.5 and 7. Along with Slovenia and maybe Austria, I feel like they're our highest scores. Oh, yeah, yeah. For across the board. I'm an 8.5 here. 8.5? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think just I can't be... All my 9s and 9.5s are in my top 10 and because she's dipping in and out, I have to leave it at 8.5. But like 8.5 is an A. Yeah. And it, it is an A. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's yours? Um, I'm going to give it a 9.5. Fair enough. I think the markdown is just like sometimes it gets a bit messy. But that's the critique. Yeah. And I think like you said at the start 10 is like perfection. I I always I don't to know if anyone's like, going yeah, 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 to getting a 10 off me this year. Yeah. I don't know if that would happen every year for me. Yeah. So yeah, 9.5. Cornelia last year would have got a 10 off me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Where are we heading okay. next? Hey. <laughs> So, Connor, we are heading off to Switzerland now to Remo Ferrer and his song Water Gun. I don't wanna be a soldier, soldier. I don't wanna have to play with real blood. We ain't playing now. Can't turn around. No water guns. No, no. I don't wanna be a soldier, soldier. I don't wanna have to Really? <laughs> um, I don't like this very much. <sighs> See, I didn't like it at the start. Oh, we're getting a bit of spice. What's yeah, it's, it it has grown on me. Okay, I have been doing a little bit of a deep dive into like his TikTok, his live performance, and stuff like that. There's something like weirdly captivating about him. I don't know what okay. it is. Um, and the song they just matched very well together. Look, the message of the song, I. I don't like I just it's very the song itself is cherry bait basically and yeah. um, I feel like no one told Switzerland about the memo about the television. very bizarre choice yeah uh, coming after Marius Bear it's just like if they were doing this after Jean's Tears I'd be like yeah okay because they did very well with Jean's Tears mm-hmm. but like to to go round three with the sad boy song like yeah. this is very bizarre to me the only thing I will say is that it is a bit more of an not upbeat, but there's an upbeat tempo to it versus Marius Bear, which was very dreary, very low, very, like, you know, fragile nearly. You know, you touch it and it breaks. 
Whereas with this, there's a bit more of a hard base. It's more of the kind of standard... Stronger percussion in it, and there's more of a marching beat, I suppose. Yeah, and, you know, it builds to a big moment where Mario's part didn't really go anywhere, kind of stayed the same throughout the full vocal. That was like lilting violins. Yeah. And, yeah. Whereas, like, this is, like, a big, powerful vocal at the end. Um, he can sing live, though. Jesus, I was watching his live performance, and, like, his voice is crazy. Like, this will come alive on, on the stage. Um, yeah, I don't hate it as much as I did at the start. Okay. Still not a big fave of mine, but I have learned So you hated it. it at the start, and now, you, now you're, you're fine with it? You tolerate it, or you like it? I think I'm, like, starting to like it. Okay, interesting. Fair enough. I think so. What about you? I don't like it. Um, yeah, I just... It's too on the nose. The message, it's... Uh, I kind of saw descriptions of it, which it did feel a bit like... Um, how can I make things about me? <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's like Switzerland of all countries. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're taking that whole thing into account, um, a little bit try hard, a little bit contrived. Um, I, I know what you're saying. I think him as an artist and as a person seems brilliant. And I'm kind of nearly a bit upset on his account that he just doesn't have a better song. Yeah. What I deem to be a better song, you know, obviously it's my personal opinion, but, um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm not a big fan of this. I find it hard to connect with. Um, even though I've given Croatia quite a low score and a bit of a hard time, I think if I had to choose between the kind of anti-war messages, I would actually be going with Croatia. I yeah. think I have a bit more respect for the satirical approach, um, particularly considering kind of different things that group has done um, in the region for various minority groups and such um, even though I'm still not a massive fan but by the by that's Croatia on Switzerland um, yeah I just I find it hard to connect with and I think that's the ultimate thing uh, I think you know Sasha John Baptiste is dating it's going to be tasteful I think my estimations of it could definitely go up when I see the live um, but at present I just, just, pff, I, just I don't know indifferent um, I'm Going to the jury final on the Friday. And if this makes it through, which I'm not sure if it will, the lads I'm going with, Rob and Sam, like, they're going to have to set an alarm to wake me up. Like, I'm going to have to be like, lads, three minutes, like, I'm going for a nap. Make sure I wake up after this one. I know we are not really talking about staging, but did you see the staging for it? Oh, I did, yeah. Um, it looks tasteful, but yeah. I... Right, let's get into the score. Do you know who he looks like? If anyone's an F1 fan, he looks like George Russell's younger mm, brother. He does. Like yes, uncanny. Does. I like see him and I'm like, there's George. Where's the Merc outfit? George! Um, I'm sorry, I don't want to be rude about it. I'm sure there's people out there who like it, but I just, I really find it hard to connect, connect with. And yeah. I have this real aversion to songs that I feel like are try hard. Yeah. I think that's why I've been hard on like Armenia. And that's fair. Yep. Darf Clark, uh, four, great voice, not a fan of the song. Dylan gave it a seven. Kitty Siri just gave it three clapping emojis and a little heart. Um, I'm Tony, I am, gave it 10 out of 10. Luke, eight, definitely grew on me since it released. Tom gave it a seven. M. Darty, five. Connor S, four. Ellen, so unbelievably tall. Oh, Jesus, never mind, I'm not going to read that out. Four oh. out of ten. Um, Owen gave it a five. Justy Dub, four. Aoife, eight. Adam P, five. Daniel, two. This type of jury bait adds nothing good to the competition. Toilet break. Uh, one out of ten from the original deck. Insensitive lyrics given the global situation, in my opinion. Louise, three. 
Scott Downey, biggest grower for me this year, 8.5, at least 9. I am Galvaus, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, 9.5, Kieran 4, Nathan Cassidy 7, very solid entry, maybe Dark Horse to win. Oh, God. Oh, no, girl, don't Wait, what? <laughs> 7, very solid entry. Who said that? Maybe Dark Horse to win, Nathan Cassidy. He thinks it could be a winner. Okay, Nathan. <laughs> I think you've been added to a list. But <laughs> <laughs> the look at this face. <laughs> I am in your walls. Uh, Sarah. I thought I, that's five. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sarah, five. Louise, two. Declan, seven. Six point five. Ten. Eight out of ten. Seven. Five. Seven. Ten. Four. Eight. Six point five. Six. Six out of ten. Three. Six point five. Eight out of ten. P Minch. Six, a bit bland for me. Might suffer because of no juries in the semi-final. Lou, what are you giving this? Oh, the smile is on her face. It's an awkward smile. The name of Wild's Jeets song this year, We Are. (gasps) You're giving it a one. I'm giving it a one. That's your lowest score this year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I have to toss it up with, like, my conversation around Croatia. I gave Croatia 1.5, but I I really can't bear Croatia. Yeah. The 0.5 pulling it up is that I just have this, a smidgen more respect for the anti-war message in there. Like, there, you know, Switzerland song, I think it's just really not for me. It's maybe for other people. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. What's your score, Connor? I think I'm going to go with the 5.5. Fair enough. One of our most varied. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Good to vary. I think 5.5. Okay. Well, here we are. We have two countries left. And it's just... We've done this by alphabetical order, so there's been no real, you know... Planning into this. Yeah, yeah. like no no deep thinking, but I just love that these are the two last countries. It's very poignant, given the year that's in it. So, the next country we're going to discuss is, of course, Ukraine. The first country, actually, to select at all this year. And like, yeah. How impressive was their national Only final? back in, in the subway December. Station. Yeah. Um, Tvorchi. Heart of Steel. Don't get what you say, yeah, yeah, Don't get how you feel. Get out of my way, yeah, yeah, Guess I got a heart of steel. Okay, where's your heart of steel? Um We've been sitting with this for so long, Connor, mm-hmm. that like it's, I do find it one of the harder ones to assess. I think as a song, it's grand. That's what I would say. I think it's fine. Um, they had other options in their national final. And it's interesting. They could have gone like with When God Shut the Door, you know, and other stuff that was in there. And it would have been more on that vein of like folky, emotional Ukrainian pop. And I just think it's interesting that, you know, the Ukrainian public and juries went for something different with Hard to Steal. Although I watched that national final live. I had it up on the telly. I think I was doing work. I was tipping away on my laptop. I had it on. And my housemate was sitting with me. who's not a Eurovision fan. And we were kind of half watching it. And I was sort of saying like, oh, you know, that one, Jerry, that's kind of one of the favourites and whatever. These ads were on last. And they actually did really wake us up. There was a pop of colour and there was a bit of energy and it was just kind of, it kind of picked you up a little bit. And I'm wondering, is that why they got chosen? Like, did they just kind of stand out quite well mm-hmm. in that range of songs in the selection? But then you have to transfer to your vision now and say, do they stand up in this 
current lineup or do they stand out in this current lineup? I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, they're in the final because they're part of the automatic six to qualify, given they won last year. Um, I think you should never count out Ukraine and you should never underestimate their staging. So I'm very open-minded to this going from grand to good in my estimations when I see visually what they've put together. These two lads are very, very likeable. Very likeable. I absolutely loved some of the stuff they did with you on Irish slang. They were funny. Like yeah. they're, they're very likeable. Uh, I think they'll have good presence on stage. They have a good chemistry together too, which is very important as a duo or as a group, you know. You can't fake something like that. So... This probably, to be honest, isn't my favourite Ukrainian entry ever. I absolutely loved last year. I love Sean. You know, we went into a whole episode about Ukrainian mm -hmm. entries before. Um, but I respect this and I do like it. So okay. it's... It's a happy, happy medium. Good. Pour moi. <laughs> and you, Connor? Um, it feels like a typical, like, host entry yeah. song, you know. Nobody's talking about it either. Yeah. It, it's like... It's not not that it's safe, but it's not like, you know, drastically different. You know, you can tell that in normal circumstances, if Ukraine were hosting this year, it would suit that kind of host country song. Um, and the UK showing up with like the buyer trying to win, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's what it feels like. It's, it's a very host entry song. Um, in saying that, I think it's one of the better host entry songs that we've seen over the last few, number of years. I, yeah, like... Again, it's very hard to judge because we've been sitting with it so long, like you said. It hasn't, like, grown significantly for me. It's kind of stayed as being, okay, it's a decent song. Yeah, like, it, it's it's okay. I like the revamp, though. I do like the, the added Ukrainian into the song. Visually, I think this will be special. I think they'll, like, do something because, you know, the Ukrainian delegation know how to stage. Yeah. Like, you know, Without the stuff we've seen. So I, I trust it. Look, I don't think it's going to win. I think it'd be probably mid-table at best. And I think that's a great result for Ukraine. Yeah, like, it, it it's fine. It's fine. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're in agreement. On and I think, again, it's just a blessing really to have Ukraine in the contest given totally. the circumstances. So. That representation is really important. Yeah. Getting into our ratings then from you guys listening. We have Inside Out gave it a 5. Dar a solid 7.5. Dylan 6. Luke 7. But the remix is an 8.5. Interesting. Tom 5. Meh. Uh, M Darty 4. Ellen 5 out of 10. Connor S 8. Justy Dub 8. Owen 7.5. Adam P 4. Aoife 6. The original deck 8 out of 10. Daniel Dunnigan 5. The little Ukrainian element is a nice touch. Downey. Not Danny Scott, Danny seven, uh, Louise Byrne seven, Kieran six, Elise eight, Nathan Cassidy eight, Dark Horse to win Eurovision, great entry. He said they're about he... Switzerland. Make up your mind, Nathan. Come on now, you can't be. Fox fans your making your mind up. Yeah. Uh, Sarah give it a six, six, five, five, six, seven and ten, eight, four, three, six, seven, eight, six point five, six, seven, six, seven point five. P-Mint, 7.5. It has grown on me even when I preferred when God shut the door in the national final. Fair enough. Eurovision Wood Project, 6 out of 10. And then Dave Mackin, 8 out of 19. I reckon he meant 10. Okay. Which is funny. <laughs> Go on, Dave. <laughs> Go on, Dave. What's your score, Connor? Um, I think I'm going to give this a 4.5. 
I'm Actually, no, I'm, I'm four. Four. Okay, I'm four. sitting on a five. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. That's Ukraine, which <sighs> leaves us with one more to go. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da, 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 da. Instead, I wrote a song. <laughs> it's like the acoustic version there for a second and it blew up. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Connor, it feels like both the longest time ago and not that long ago that we sat in these very spots going through seven potential host cities for our neighbours, yeah. the United Kingdom, who for this year have chosen May Muller. I wrote a song. Instead, I wrote a song Oh, I fucking love this. <laughs> this is a banger yeah. like this is this is so it's so good i made it through so much of this episode without swearing anyway this is fantastic um it's catchy it's fun she has personality she has swagger this feels british it feels mm. british british you know um love the concept of like you know her being wronged she went around the song um, the female empowerment a lot of female empowerment going on this year which I'm enjoying and this is just one I disgrace myself to on the dance floor every time and I will continue to do so I can't stop I can't stop streaming it it's a great streaming song this has been up and down up and down as my winner really between Czechia I've, I've mentioned Czechia has been my winner kind of depends on the day I really, really love this. Um, I'm here for the UK's redemption arc in Eurovision. I think this could chart here as well after it the has. contest in Ireland. It has, but I think it's going to go right up like yeah. after the Eurovision exposure, do you know? Um, and it has been on our radio a little bit too, which is good to, good to see and good to hear. And I find this quite hard to fault actually, Connor. Like the TikTok that initially dropped didn't do this any justice early on remember yeah before they announced the song a tiktok dropped of me dancing and it was a bit like mm, is it a bit cheap sounding no not in the slightest production's good videos slick videos expensive mm. fun i know there's a lot of question marks over the staging but in fairness to the bbc let's take the polystyrene trumpets aside for a moment for members <laughs> They actually are quite good at staging and they love a big prop. Mm -hmm. Lucy Jones, that was stunning. Didn't rate serious song, but her staging was actually class. Yeah. Um, obviously, Sam Ryder, that was deadly. So let's see. Let's see what pictures, what visuals we get later in the week for me. I really, really hope it's good and they make the song pop live. Nice. Connor? Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I, I love this song. Um, it's in my top 10. I, I can't really add much else to that. Like, you know, it it, it is so British sounding. You know, it suits British. it. British. British. It's it's like a, 
it's something that you'd hear on Love Island. I know that we say that quite yeah. a lot, but it's like a good Love Island song. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I really like this. I've seen it a few times at pre-parties and again, like, you know, you're dancing, you're up singing, the audience is going to love this, especially a home crowd. I was listening in on a space last night and people were talking about it closing the show and that it wasn't like a good close, and it wasn't a good show closer. I actually completely disagree. I think this would be like, instead I wrote a song, big pyro moment, yeah. and the whole home crowd Home crowd, yeah. Crazy. I think this is, yeah, I think this is fantastic. Like, to close the show. Um, yeah, like, there's really not much else I can add. I love the fact that every time I get in my car, it's either We Are One, followed by I Wrote a Song on the radio. Something like that. They're always, like, close by to each other. And it's so good to hear these, like, Eurovision songs on the radio beforehand. Uh, and, yeah, it's so weird, like, hearing a UK song. Because sometimes Irish songs are played on the radio, of course, yeah. Ireland, but, like, a UK Eurovision song on the radio... Because, like, Sam Ryder never got airplay the night before or even after, to be honest. Like, even though he's few, big. Like, even though he's yeah. really big. Um, so, yeah, I really like that. It's really cool to be bopped along in the car and set up a song and it's on the radio instead of on your Spotify playlist. But, yeah, look, I can't wait to see at this stage. You know, the BBC will put a fuckload of work into this in terms of staging. They won't be doing anything by half, especially with the home audience tuning in on the night. I, yeah, I, I'm excited to see this. I'm not understanding, like, the hate that she's been getting at pre-parties. Like, some people are saying that the vocals are weak and stuff like that. To be honest, I think she's been slaying it every pre-party, to be honest. It's not um, a song that, like, you can stand still and sing. No, you have to move. And so when she has to move, and when she's figuring things out at the pre-parties, of course the vocals weren't going to be but perfect. that's it, yeah. Cut her some slack. Yeah, I agree. I want to get myself someone who loves me as much as the BBC loves Eurovision this year. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let her go out and flop. Oh, no. Absolutely not. They're going to absolutely pump the resources and yeah. the money and the creativity into this. I really I really believe the BBC have just tur- turned everything around. and They're really, really trying. So once they're trying, I think it's going to turn out pretty well. Yeah. Where do you think they'll finish? It's very hard to know. I think top 10 with the right staging is possible. Okay. I don't think it's guaranteed, though, if the staging isn't up to par because we do just have some heavy hitters this year, you know. Um, So I see this falling between, like, a 6th or 7th right down to, like, a 14th. But I don't see it at the bottom of a scoreboard, which is... That's the main thing. If the UK can avoid the bottom of the scoreboard, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think... Top 10 would be absolutely fantastic, but I don't think that UK viewers tuning in on the night, you know, maybe outside of the the Eurovision sphere, should be, like, taken aback if they don't do well this year. Because it's obviously, it's so hard to do back-to-back, you know. Like I said, anything off the bottom, you know, is, is a result. Can you see them above Sweden? Can you see them above Finland? Can you see them above France? Spain. Spain. Like, there's just too many you're, heavy hitters. You're getting rid of the spots very easily in that top yeah. five, Even six. Italy's going to do very well in the jury, yeah. probably. Slovenia's going to do very well in the televote. Like, yeah. there's a lot of odds she has to overcome to crack into the top five, and I just don't know if it's... I would love it to be, yeah, yeah. but I don't know how possible that is this year. I think this year is the time to see if you can crack a good televote score. Because we know that they can win the jury. They won the jury last year. 
can they get that televote? They did element? pretty well on the televote last year, but yeah. like not as well. Not as, as well, the jury. Yeah. yeah. But something like you know, sustain like a big, a big result for them in the televote. They've done well across like the fan polls. Yeah. Like OJE and Euro Jury yeah. and all of that. Um, in our Eurovision Hub scoreboard, they came like top three in the in the reactors vote. Yeah. So. And a lot of people I've shown this to, like locals. They really, really like this. Yeah. They really like this. So I wouldn't be surprised if very the Televote gave this 12 from Ireland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's so alike for what If she can doing. overcome that Lithuanian diaspora here, yeah. like, she's doing very well. Oh, yeah, she would love that. Love she would um, Let's get, get into the scores from you guys. Luke gave it an age bop. Hope they keep the dramatic intro. I say they will. Big, like, iconic opening shot. Uh, Ellen, what an actual pop. Ireland, take notes, please. 9 out of 10. Or 9.5 out of 10. Sophie Lennon again. Hello, Sophie. 10. Oh. Connor S, 7. Owen, 6.5. Owen gave a 7 as well. So, <laughs> either one of those. Uh, Justy Dub gave it an 8. Adam P, 7. Daniel said 6. Discount Brooke. We all know how Brooke did. Oh, interesting take what? there. Yeah. Discount Brooke? What's that Discount mean? Brooke. So, like, not, a, not as good as Brooke last year. Let's not compare... Successful, yeah. great women. Let's celebrate them all. Scott, what a bop. 10. Louis, 7. 7.5. 9 from Kieran. Lisa gave it a 3. Nathan Cassidy, 6. Solid song. Adam, 7.5. 6. 7. 10. 7.5. 10. P Min, 7. It's good, but doesn't really have a big moment in the song. Eurovision fan, 8. Dara, 10 out of 10. Annette, 7. 8. 8. 8. 8. 6. 7. 8. 7.5, 8, 10 out of 10, and 10 out of 10. Nothing too bad there. No, high scores. they're strong. What's they're yours? Very strong. Um, I am going to give this an 8. Okay. I think an 8. That's good. Yeah, I'll go with an 8. You? 9 and 9, 9.5. Oh, 9 wow. 9 and 9.5. Da, 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 da. So who I, I've given Czechia, UK... Austria, I think Belgium, like my top four, my top five. Love, 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 love. She's probably my runner up right now behind Czechia with potential to leapfrog. She's been my runner up pretty much the whole way and in my top three. But I think if her staging's better, she could leapfrog Czechia and actually be my winner. Can you imagine the UK being my winner? Will I carry around a Union Jack? Oh no. I don't know. Too far. <laughs> I don't know if I will, but I will um, cheer her on in every other yeah, possible way. You'll clap. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy at Eurobash doing the like choreography with Tommy. Yeah. Like kick, kick, <laughs> elbow, like all that. That was that was good fun. And then the talking bit as well. <laughs> Look into my eyes. She's feeling good. She feels alive. So don't you call my phone tonight. Tonight, tonight, That's won't a... lie, got a kick, telling the world just what you did. How does it go then? I'm better now, I'm burned the bridge. Let's celebrate! <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. have a future as as a, a rapper or spitballer, but listen, it's all good fun. <laughs> Connor. That's it? We done did the oh. thing. 37 songs, oh, what are you called? <laughs> oh. High five. Oh, we, wow. we did it. We we quick fire as much as we could. <laughs> rated. Um, and you know what? They're probably all going to change again because of rehearsals and actual performances. So it's it's interesting to see. Oh, God. What a journey. I, I know we said this at the start, but like I really loved 
the involvement of everybody yeah. in this and seeing all the scores. Connor and I got such a kick out of putting up the question boxes and being like, they, all, they gave a five for this and a seven for this, okay? Like, mm. and I feel like we're getting to know everybody's taste. Yeah. Um, everybody well knows about ours by now. <laughs> and look, we haven't killed each other in this process. No. I there was one or two close yeah. calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I survived check, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um Romania, I thought I thought we were gonna lose you yeah. during that one. Um it hasn't changed to be honest. <laughs> listen, it was it's been great fun yeah. and uh yeah. I hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah. Um Connor, I think that's all we have to say. We've got a big episode dropping tomorrow, right? We do. We do tomorrow. Uh, you better tune in because we are going to be talking to the lads from Ireland, Wild Youth, and of course we're going to be joined by some fans as well of theirs just to chat about them as a band and their journey in Eurovision. But a good feature long. It's all about Wild Youth. Tomorrow. All about Wild Youth tomorrow. Good yeah. feature length. Only right. With sending the lads. them off. Um, sending them off with high spirits. Uh, and the day so after yeah. that, Saturday. We're in Liverpool tonight. We never talked about that. I'd like yeah, we actually have some news. Big news, yeah. yeah. So, Lou, you kick it off. I think you, you describe it very well. <laughs> um, yes. Connor and I have been invited to the British Embassy in Dublin. Uh, they're hosting an event in conjunction with the Ukrainian Embassy in Dublin. Um, a Eurovision event. And it's looking like it'll be a lovely affair. It's uh, cocktail attire, which is like exciting. Fancy. Uh, fancy and yeah Connor and I are like completely honoured yeah. to have Thank been asked to go um, we received a phantom email <laughs> a couple of weeks ago inviting us and we were so confused we were like and it wasn't our Airvision email no, it was my personal, personal email yeah. so anyway we got to the bottom of how that all came to be but there was a lot of confusion and excitement yeah. so yeah um, we'll of course update on how that all goes that experience there's going to be Irish Eurovision winners there and we haven't met all of them before we've met some of them so that's kind of exciting yeah. for us and yeah I'm sure it will be a lovely night yeah we'll have to get an outfit pick we, oh god yeah <laughs> on, the, on big fancy stairs or something like yeah. that yeah yeah a bit like our photo in the National Council yeah that was, that, was that was the start of Eurovision basically god, yeah literally scary god how time flies Connor and I keep saying like we need, like, maybe over the summer or something, when your vision's, like, gone away for a bit, we need to sit down and just digest everything. Cause oh, yeah. Because it's been so busy. D- one to be honest, I think other. since Eurosong, we have been go, yeah. go, go. So one I think after the other. if we disappear for a while, you know what's happening? <laughs> we're probably in hibernation for a bit. <laughs> but we're not there yet. No, we have We've so much to come. So much to come. to go, guys. And we're very, very, very excited. I hope we see a lot of you in Liverpool as well. Yeah. I really do. Please. Um, please give us a wave or a shout or whatever. Um, if you see us, give us a message in Liverpool. Of course, most important thing to say at the end of this episode, Connor, are socials, right? Yeah. That's where is, everybody needs to be. Absolutely. There is so, so much happening in, in Liverpool between, you know, podcasts dropping, pictures, everything like that, carpets, meetups. meetups, all that sort of stuff. So to keep up to date with the latest Eurovision news and everything like that and what, you know, is happening there, then now, make sure you're following us on our socials at Instagram, at Eurovision Podcast. Twitter at Airvision Pod. Email us as well if you have any questions at all. Airvision Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on TikTok at Airvision Podcast. Please as well give us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you have the time. It takes literal seconds, so it would really, really help other potential Irish Eurovision fans in finding us um, in the week of Eurovision. So please do that if you have the time. Um, 
But yeah, there is so much happening over the next few weeks. Team Cleansing Rats. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be exciting. So bring it on and come on the journey with us because we're certainly going to make sure that you guys, even if you're not in Liverpool, you'll feel like you're in Liverpool with the major shit we're going to be posting. <laughs> but Liverpool. for now, <laughs> all we got to say is Song of Love with me. <laughs>